We've made Friday. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Besides the fact that it is muggy, it is so muggy, it is so gross, it's like Florida. Which is not good. At least it's, it's true. It's true. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the shooter down there in Florida now says he, uh, he heard voices. Voices told him to shoot everybody. That's cool. Voices say you should die, too, so that's all right. Oh, it's just troubled. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's terrible for the other uh, 17 people that died, too. So anyway, that's the latest there. Second thing that I think you need to know is, uh, well... Every single immigration plan is Dunsky. It no, no kidding. This was the plan all along. Uh, Trump ripped the Jeff Flake Rhino plan. Common sense. Get out of here. Common my. Anyway, he ripped that 18 ways from Sunday, and a bunch of uh, big business amnesty Republicans voted against what Trump wanted, which was the Grassley plan. So, uh, good luck. This is going to be a. An election issue. This was the plan all along. I'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know. Uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus uh, giving in to the crazies, the social justice police chief. And he loves that, by the way. He loves being called that. I'd say it's what I've been. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, look, we, we reviewed what happened a year ago. Only in government could it take a year, by the way, to do this. We reviewed the, the remember the big immigration uh, protest that took place a year ago, we, should, we even brought it up a couple days ago. We talked about that crazy Black Lives Matter chick who was getting arrested. And Remember that? Hey, she's going to be one of the speakers at the uh, Social Justice Feminist Conference of the U of A. Anyway, um, Magnus is like, I know that the, the, the uh, protesters were like bad and stuff, but I think my cops overreacted and things. This is going to help morale a lot. We'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, now, um, really quick, on the situation going on with the, uh, the DACA stuff, this... This, I'm telling you, this was the plan all along by the Trumpster. He knew that the, we all knew they were never going to come up with any kind of a compromise deal, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You got to play the game. You got to do that. And what I think the Trumpster wants, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's not a guy that's like, I'm going to give amnesty to these people and two million and blah, blah. We want, we've gone over this. But what I'm hoping for is that he just said that just to play the game, to make the Democrats look bad. And we have this soundbite that he gave, that he said at the Republican retreat, where he said, listen, we're going to have to give a little, or we're going to have to elect more Republicans if we want everything that we want. And you're going to, I think it's 10 Democratic senators up for re-election in states that he won. Can you imagine if that happened? Did they get over 60? Ooh, baby. Will it be good times for everybody? It will be, well, for us. For us. So and we're going to make everybody else have a good yes, time. Yes, exactly. You will have a good time, and that's just the way it is. So yeah, um, I'm I'm I know that the Trumpster is going to sit back and say, "Listen, midterm time, baby. You like your tax cuts? You want Obamacare really gone? You want uh, the border wall up? I can't do it all myself. Don't vote in these people. They're holding the whole thing up right here. They're holding, and it's amazing again and. And I saw there was one congressman, by the way, Mo Brooks out of Alabama. Uh, Mo Brooks. He said what I said all day yesterday. He must have been listening. He said, uh, these members of Congress that don't want to build the wall, they're the ones that are complicit. They're the ones that have blood on their hands. That's what I said yesterday all day long. I thought it was a brilliant move. I even put it on Facebook the night before. So uh, I'm hoping that the Trumpster will actually... Get the people that are needed, and we go on from there. Okay, uh, and and I'm telling you, this this is 
This is a winning issue. I mean, I was reading different stories on this, and, and the White House was looking at this. According to this story, who knows if it's true or not, because you, you can't trust really anything anymore. But I can see it. They're like, you know what? Let's just let this ride out. You know there's no way the crazies, there's no way you're going to get enough people to vote for the perfect the, what, what needs to happen because there's too many compromised people, too many corrupt people, too many swamp monsters. So they're like, we could use this to help get people fired up to go vote in the midterms, where they normally don't. Now we can use this to go get them all fired up because they came out all fired up to vote for you for president. Let's do it for the midterms too, right? That's what needs to happen. So I'm hoping it does. Uh, I love the fact that the Trumpster called the Jeff Flake plan. You, you know what they called themselves? It was, like, it was like, I don't know, a couple dozen of these maniacs. We're the Common Sense Caucus. Don't you love it? You know, you can call yourself whatever you want. It still doesn't mean, I mean, you could call, <laughs> we're the nice people, some radical racist group. Oh, yeah, we're the loving group. Yeah, go whatever. What a horrible marketing campaign. The, we're, I'm part of the Common Sense Caucus. What we use for common sense is we're not going to build the wall right away. It's going to take 10 years. We're only going to give a couple of billion a year to you to build the wall. But pathway to citizenship right away for these people. And that's it. We're leaving chain migration, the diversity lottery, leaving it the same. That's common sense. You dopes. You, they call themselves a common sense call. If we call ourselves something like that, people will glom onto it. The media will say it. It will be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, let me just tell you. Um, the White House destroyed them. Trump called it a giant amnesty, or a Trump official, a giant amnesty. Department of Homeland Security destroyed it as well. I mean, it never had a chance to begin with. If you ever think that Trump's going to do anything Jeff Flake wants... <clears throat> the clock is ticking, El Jefe. Anyway, uh, the Trump, it says here, ready for, ready for this? Associated Press. The Trump administration is denouncing a bipartisan immigration deal in the Senate, saying it'll create a mass amnesty for over 10 million illegal aliens, including criminals. Of course it will. Jeff Flake is part of it. It's him. It's Susan Collins, a.k.a. Aunt Bethany. Uh, Grace, she died over 50 years ago. Can't stand that woman. At issue is a compromise announced Wednesday by 16 senators with centrist views. Oh, of course, centrist. These are not centrist. By the way, I like how they go. Oh, the, the the only bill that's being looked at right now is the the good one, the Bob Goodlatte bill, the one McSally tries to attach herself to uh, in the House, and they call it a it's a uh, it's a right leaning, it's a it's a right wing bill. It's it ends the crap that's stupid. How is that right wing ending the the visa diversity lottery? Is not right wing. It, that that's common sense. Ending chain migration. That is common sense. Building the wall. It's common sense. It's not right wing. Enforcing laws. Common sense. Not oh, anyway. It seeks a balance. It's, this is the flake one. It seeks to balance Democrats' fight to offer citizenship to younger dreamer immigrants with Trump's demands for billions to build a border wall, in Mexico. The Department of Homeland Security sent out a statement on the measure just before one a.m. Thursday, saying the compromise would be. The end of immigration enforcement in America and only serve to draw millions more illegal aliens with no way to remove them. Now, that's common sense, huh? So I'm thinking they're going to say, now we're not for it. I mean, can you get any more blunt than that? It'll be the end of immigration enforcement as we know it. And it'll draw millions more illegal aliens. And we all have no way to get rid of them. So what you're saying is that you're against it. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Yep. But then, of course, the uh, the big business people... The big business Republicans, 
the Dems all voted against what Trump wanted, which was the Grassley bill. So this will now become an election issue. And I think that's a good move. Because across party lines, people want an end to illegal immigration. That's like the number one thing. That might even overtake. Remember we've seen polls where that actually overtakes the economy, which is insane to me. But things are getting better with the economy, so maybe that's why. So we'll have more on that. By the way, major, major news. U of A had a big win over ASU yesterday in basketball. Uh, and it got so out of hand that a cheerleader was was ejected. Oh, my God, a really? A cheerleader was ejected. You know, you hear that, and what do you think? You know, some little blonde hot chick that's just, you know, giving the finger to the ASU guys or something like that. What was the cheer she no, was No, it's a freaking guy. It's a male oh. cheerleader. And he was yelling at people through the megaphone. Hey! hey, hey. The headline is so much worse than what it is, but it's kind of cool that the guy got ejected. Because I'm like, ooh, cool, let me see. And I watch the video, and it's you don't really see much. You just The ref's like, hey, you, you're out. Get out, you. And you see this male cheerleader, which, you know, maybe it's smart because, you know, he gets his hands all over the female cheerleaders in a very non-Harvey Einstein way, right? Non-Matt Lauer way. So maybe, maybe it's really not that bad. I don't... What does it take? You're like, I want to be a male cheerleader. I, it takes I'm abs, totally, first and foremost. Yeah, I know. They're strong. Yeah. They're strong. They got to fling around those 75-pound chicks. So, um, apparently, according to the ref that ejected him, <laughs> he was yelling, using the megaphone to call out people by name, which is not acceptable. He was asked to please stop. He chose not to. <laughs> I guess he was yelling at the ASU players by name. He was like, dude, just stop that. Just like, I'm a cheerleader. And then he just didn't stop. According to Rule 10, Article 8 of the Official Referee Handbook, cheerleaders are not allowed to yell into their megaphones during gameplay and are not allowed to call out names. He did both. The Arizona cheerleading team would not comment. That's a first. That's a good rivalry right there. You see the dude walking away, probably getting jeered by the crowd. So he probably gave him like a good cheer right back. U-P-Y-O-U-R-S, up your... I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing else. So, yes, that also happened. The um, Never hit the old rah-rah-rass? Whatever Kick happened to good old... No, <laughs> whatever, I like the Wildcats. Remember the original Wildcats in the movie, the Wildcats of Goldie Hawn? Yes. You ugly. You, you ugly. You your mama, mama said you ugly. ugly. I love it. If you did that, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to good old like fist fight or something like that? Is this rivalry actually that bad to where a cheerleader gets ejected? Nobody else does. A cheerleader? That's bad. I mean, you know, maybe they're just kicking it up a notch finally. You think, is cheerleader, a cheerleader finally. getting ejected good or bad? Is it, is it good because it shows you it's just so bad that the cheerleader gets ejected, or is it so weak that the players can't do enough to get ejected, but the cheerleader does? Well, the, the cheerleader's job is to rile up the crowd to transfer that, that energy from the, from the crowd to the players, right? And I, I think he was doing the job. Probably. Uh, the proper you, way to cheer. To mm-hmm. cheer. Okay. No? I, I don't know. I got nothing. Me either. They I just do backflips and somersaults and things. And, and they, they yell, and they the yell things at people. They yell things <laughs> at people. So, uh, good, I think, right? Maybe? No? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Cool. I got nothing else. I got nothing else about the cheerleader. I thought it would be better. The headline got me very excited because as a talk show host, that's easy show prep. And then when I saw the video, I'm like, why does it have to be a dude? And it's totally being sexist. Yeah, I'm, why I'm totally are you okay being with sexist? That. Because it'd been much better if it was just some, you know, hottie 
little thing with a mouth on her that like was getting lippy with some player and she's, you know, some little, you know, four foot 11 blonde cheerleader with abs of steel, you know, like a big six foot eight basketball player getting in his face and stuff. That would have been good. Why didn't that happen? Why? <laughs> it's weak. All your dreams are crushed. They are. I can tell. They are crushed. I, I need more. I need more. Uh, we'll continue. 620. It's late. 627. Uh, there's more. There's actually her very heroic stuff we need to play. Uh, you hear all the her, you know tragic uh, stories, but you know you think young people are are you know we have no future. It's terrible. Did you hear what the junior ROTC members out there did? We'll get to that coming up. If uh, if not, when we come back, then at six forty. Oh my goodness, how they helped save lives right there on the uh, the campus down there in Florida. These these are young guys. That I mean, remember that stupid uh, te- uh, teacher and council person out in California? The military is full of a bunch of morons. No, 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 no. I mean, we knew it, but I'd love to get that guy's comment on this if he if he hears these guys. We'll get to that coming up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk six thirty one. You know, uh, we'll, we'll get to this, by the way. Uh, this see something, say something. We've already been talking about it. Grandma turned in her own grandson. You hear about that? We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, and then we'll get to the RTC guys in about 10 minutes. I mean, they, they did incredible stuff. Then we'll get to the Chris Magnus trashing his own police officers and basically sticking up for the protesters. We'll get to that about 7.10 this morning. 55 and muggy out right now. Showers today, 67 or so for the high. Uh, but it looks like the rain is going to end after today. There's a slight chance, like 10 or 20% through Tuesday, but uh, should just we should be okay. Um, a grandma in the state of Washington, you know, she, uh, she apparently ran, she, she has an 18-year-old grandson, and she somehow came across his journal. Who writes in journals nowadays? I mean, what's wrong with it? Somebody that wants to Crazy shoot up a school? People. Yeah, well, apparently she came across the journal... Uh, where he had detailed plans to shoot students, detonate homemade explosives at the school. She called 911. Right? She showed the officers portions of the journal, explained plans to make pressure cooker bombs, deploy explosives with the intent of causing mass, uh, mass casualties. By the way, if that Godfrey that ever did happen, what, what kind of gun control would stop that in the future? Uh, he wrote in his journal, the psycho 18-year-old, I need to make this count. I've been reviewing many mass shootings and bombings. And attempted bombings. I'm learning from the past shooters, bombers' mistakes. I'm preparing for myself for the school shooting. I can't wait. My aim has gotten much more accurate. I can't wait to walk into the class and blow all those bleeps away. So he was arrested. You know, it must be hard to turn your own grandkid, but she had to do it. They did it. The FBI was pathetic, by the way. Absolutely pathetic uh, in their excuses to why they couldn't find this guy after he wrote, I'm a YouTube shooter. He wrote his own freaking name. Nicholas Cruz with a K. I want to be a school shooter. You know, the... I can find people. I'm a host. I'm a producer. You go to Facebook. The FBI. Who who has bought a gun named Nicholas Cruz? He passed a background check to buy a gun legally in the last year. And the FBI. Oh, I had no idea what the hell's going on and stuff. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. We'll, we'll rip into that a little bit more, too, uh, coming up. But we'll also get to the heroes. There were heroes that you need to hear. These, these, these young kids, I am amazed at how they had it together during a school shooting. you got to hear what they did to protect people. This is incredible. Junior ROTC members, it's coming up at about 5 right now. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Talk. 639, thank you for hanging out on this Friday, February 16th. Week has literally flown by. If you missed my interview yesterday, 
two of them. John Lott about gun control, myths, facts, crime rates, mass shootings, school shootings. On my page at KNST.com. And uh, also, State Rep. Mark Fincham called in yesterday and apparently said uh, in reaction to the, the school shooting in Florida, Democrats, uh, they were in session yesterday. Democrats were telling him that, you know what? Literally, right after the school shooting, I don't know if it's a good idea to have police officers in schools. I think it scares the kids. Excuse me? And of course, they're talking, Democrats in the state law, in the state legislature here in Arizona. And of course, they're talking about, you know, maybe illegal aliens being scared. Isn't that crazy? You could hear the whole interview. And I said, well, what is it going to take to get armed teachers in Arizona? That, that interview also up on my page, knst.com. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the shooter out there in Florida, his attorney says that he's a broken child, he's mentally ill, maybe some autism. He claims apparently he heard voices and voices voices told him to shoot everybody. Okay. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the whole week has come and gone and there will be nothing, no resolution at all about illegal immigration, DACA, Dreamers, whatever. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, Trump flat out rejected Homeland Security. They all flat out rejected the Jeff Flake common sense caucus plan. And then the Grassley plan was rejected by Democrats and a bunch of rhino big business amnesty Republicans. And I knew it was going to be, uh, I knew it was going to happen this way. And I think it's a good move. I think Trump realizes this is a winning election issue and he really wants to solve it. But to do what needs to be done, you need more Republicans. And they're going to run on that to get people to fired up to go vote in November. That's what I think. Third thing I think you need to know, we'll get to this at 710. Police Chief Chris Magnus, the social justice uh, commander, the social justice warrior disguised as a police chief, uh, said a year ago we had a big protest, illegal immigration protest down in downtown Tucson. And a year later, the findings come out, a year. And we've done some bad things now. And he basically stands up for some of the protesters. He basically gives protest. We need to let we need to work better with the protesters and stuff like that. Excuse me? Wait till you hear it. That is coming up uh, at 7.10 this morning. Three things I think you need to know. Um, so you've heard about, of course, the uh, the horrific shooter and whatever excuse they're going to use and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, listen, anybody that murders people is mentally ill because it's not a thing that normal people do. So I don't like this excuse. Right? You know, enough is enough. But he said, you know, he's got a fetal syndrome and the baby and... From what I read, people said that his adopted mother, and I think they, she adopted him, and his parents adopted him when he was a baby. They said she was nothing but great to him. She was probably too nice to him. The kid had all kinds of issues and problems. He's just a bad person. There are bad people. Anyway, you heard about um, the story of that football coach who threw himself in front of bullets to protect kids. I mean, and he passed away. What a... What a hero that guy is. What a hero that guy is. You know, there was an NBA player that put, like, end gun violence on his sneakers and got on the court. Oh, great. Wouldn't it be nice if one of these players actually put maybe, I don't know, that guy's name? The school teacher's name? Who's Aaron Aaron Feist? Put his name on the sneakers? Do something to say this. Stop saying we're heroes. This guy's a real hero. He literally gave up his life to save others. Um, if you are down on the future of this country, I'm going to give you some good news. 
We have some long and short sound bites. Uh, there were a couple of uh, junior ROTC students at the school, members at the school. And man, these, these guys saved teachers, they saved students. These guys, Zachary Walls and Colton Hobb, two junior reserve officers, uh, training corps members, right? They described, I, I'll put this video up on my page. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. This is just incredible stuff. Um, we're going to pause it for, for comment, but let's do number 30. Number 30. Um, this, again, is Zachary Walls and Colton Hobb talking to um, the media. One reporter, might have been ABC, I'm not 100% sure, um, wearing American flag shirts. I mean, these, these, are, these are kids, for God's sakes. These are, these are children. High school kids, how would you have behaved in the middle of that school shooting? What would you have done? I mean, and I don't blame you if you'd have freaked out, you lost it, you don't know what to do, you freeze. Who wouldn't, right? I mean, it's, it's a chaotic situation to say the least. The training these guys got, it kicked in. And again, I, it just made me also think of that stupid teacher out in California that said that the military members are just dumb, they're stupid, they're ignorant, they're... No, 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 no. Listen to, listen to this. Listen to describe what happened and what they did. Here we go. You're part of, you guys are both part of JROTC? Yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a captain. I'm a company commander. I'm in charge of a whole class period, about 55, 60 kids. And um, we were out there for formation. I looked at my watch. It was 2.20. And I said, you know what? Let's go in early. Sometimes I, I keep them out there all the way till the bell or, or just slightly before. And I was like, let's just go in early today. I, I, I don't know why, but something in me just told me to go in early. I brought them in two minutes into getting into the classroom. Around 2.30, I hear the bell ring uh, for the fire alarm. And we start heading out. I line all the kids up outside. I'm leading the line, and we're heading out. And it just so happens our fire zone was exactly where the shooter was. So I'm did heading that way. Did you see the shooter? I did not see the shooter, but I heard the first two or three pops, and I knew it was gunshots. I look back at all the kids behind me. There's 60 kids looking at me. What do I do? Where do I go? I just yell, get back in the classroom. Everyone starts sprinting back. They're trampling over each other. I start running. I see a kid in front of me almost fall, and I'm like, wait, slow down. Take it slowly. I start trying to just herd kids in there, get them to where they're not pushing and trampling each other and just get them into the room safely. Wow. I pulled in teachers. I pulled in kids that weren't in my class. There was kids walking around that had no clue where to go. And I was like, if you don't know where your class is, get in mine. I just pulled them in. We shoved them in the back of the classroom. And me and Colton took these Kevlar mats that we have from our marks. Kevlar. So hold on. Slow down for one second here. So you've got all these guys, teachers, students, huddle into this classroom together. Um, you just mentioned Kevlar, so like a material for a bulletproof vest. Yes, sir, like the body armor. Like body Kevlar. armor. Yes, so that just happened to be because you guys are part of JRTC. Yes, you knew that that was going to be in the classroom, or you found it once you got in there? Yeah, we, we knew it was in there. We're in there daily, and he goes, hey, we should put those mats in front of everyone. They're Kevlar. They're big hanging. So at that point, Kevlar. you guys had met up, and you guys were, were together wow. in yes, the same right. classroom. Yeah, I heard the seven gunshots that I heard. You heard seven. You, you seven. counted them specifically? What did you do at that point? Did you also grab some students and say, hey, we're going to this classroom? As soon as I heard the seven gunshots, I reopened the door, and as I was taking a step, my first sergeant walked in the room and said, don't go. So I had turned around, I shut my door, pulled a student in, and I brought him into the other room, and I started um, getting people in. So as and at that point, you guys are in the same space? Yes, we met Okay, up. and then... You guys had this Kevlar material? What, what did you do with that? They're, they're big hanging curtains of Kevlar, and he said to me, he was like, those are Kevlar, we should put them in front of us. And I was like, 
you're a genius, that's a great idea. I went and confirmed it with my first sergeant, and me and him started moving when we made a wall in front of all the kids out of the Kevlar pads. Wow. Isn't that incredible? What thinking? Now we have, they, they gave kind of similar statements, but <clears throat> even a little bit better description. Right? Uh, here are more of the uh, JROTC members, these two guys, talking. Let's do 31. Um, I'll put both these videos up at knst.com. Here we go. Listen to this. Um, my first thought was, how many people are injured? What's going on? And how can I make as many people safe as possible? So Zach had brought everybody back into the classroom that he had brought out, and there were about 30 other kids that we had brought into the room. We shielded them in JROTC. We have marksmanship. So that's... Um, Kevlar sheets that are our backdrop for our air rifles that we shoot. So we put that in front of everybody because they're made out of Kevlar, which is a bulletproof vest. They're not as thick, but it still is better than so, nothing. So he couldn't see the people behind them. And then from there, we um, armed ourselves with two pieces of two by four, a chair, and a fire extinguisher. So God forbid he came in, we were going to stop it. I mean, they were ready to throw down with this guy that was shooting people left and right. Would you be? Well, I don't think I would be ready to do that. I, I don't know what I would be. Maybe I would. Would you? All of a sudden, they have the wherewithal to say, let's get weaponry, whatever we can do, some two-by-fours, a fire extinguisher. Let's get ready to pound this guy. That's why I said, by the way, yesterday, all day, the best way to protect yourself is to have a teacher that is armed. Because, look, there was no teacher that was armed. They had to, these students had to get a fire extinguisher and a two-by-four to take on a guy with an AR-15. Um, more, number 32, about attacking the shooter. Listen to this, uh, 32, here we go. And so me and my friend Colton, we took all the Kevlar and piled it in front of the kids. We made a big wall of Kevlar to where it, you couldn't even walk past the Kevlar, never mind shoot through it. And um, me and my friend Colton made cover with tables and just sat there ready to do what we had to do if he came in the room. Ready to do what we had to do. And they, in the middle of all that, they were in contact. I mean, you see the video, right? You see these, these kids today. There's gunshots everywhere. They take their phone. As they're running out, they're videotaping everything. They're recording everything. They're live tweeting all this stuff. I, it, it's just what they did. You know, you and me, I'm 40 years old. I sound like an old freaking geezer, and I don't think I am. But I'm sitting back thinking, if there's bullets, and they're telling you to get out. The last thing I'm thinking of is, ooh, let me take out my phone and start recording this. I'm thinking, let me get the hell out of here. Right, that's what normally. But the, the, it, that generation, what comes to them, just like let's get out of here, is let's record this too. It's like it's instinctual with them. It's like ev uh, the human race evolving, whether it's probably negative, but it's like evolving that way. It's like what's expected of them. It's crazy, yeah. But these guys were actually also in contact with the authorities to help apprehend the guy in the midst of the shooting. Listen to this. Here we go. We were in there, we were trying to keep everyone calm, and I just wanted to make sure that I could get as many people safe as I could. And my friend Colton was on the phone talking to Coal Springs police sergeants, and they gave us a name of Victor Cruz, which I'd never heard the name before, but then we later found out that there was a possibility that the kid was in Cherokee C. We started looking through all the composite photos of previous years and found his name to be Nicholas Cruz and found a photo of him from when he was previously in JROTC. And um, we sent that out to the police officers so that they could get a picture of his face to help apprehend him. Holy smokes. Again, I'd love to play those comments for that moronic teacher out in California. 
you military members, you know, they go there, they say it's, it's the lowest of the low. It's the ignorant people. They're just stupid. That's why they go into the military. Because they can't get into college. They're just dumb. Did you hear what these kids did? Gives me goosebumps. Would you be that ready? Would you be that aware? Would you? Maybe all kids should be trained in that same way, huh? Never in my mind did I ever think about, you know, ROTC or JROTC. Didn't they teach that stuff back in the 40s? Probably, when people yeah. were more... Marksmanship, things yeah. like that. I mean, even back in the 70s, there, were, there was a story I saw. I, I mean, there was... People brought guns to school all the time because they went down to the basements of schools and practiced marksmanship. Right. Right? Nobody took the guns and started to shoot everybody. Nobody got nervous about it. Maybe, maybe it's the media's anti-gun message for decades now that has finally taken to effect that has given people such a bad connotation of guns. I, I mean, when I was in uh, Waco, Texas, again, when I, I, I went from, uh, you know, you go up a Long Island, you don't have guns. You go to Waco, you get guns. Everybody has guns. I remember there was there's a barbecue place out in Waco, Texas called Jasper's Barbecue, oldest restaurant in Waco, Texas. Phenomenal barbecue. And I was talking to the owner. He wasn't the original owner. He's been there for like 100 years. But uh, it was in a rough part of town. And he'd have to get there really early to start smoking meat. And sometimes his six-year-old son would go with him. And he told me, he goes, in that closet over there, there's a little room. He goes, in that room is a 22. I told my son, if anything ever happens to me and he's here with me, you get in there, you lock that door, you keep that gun loaded, six years old. He knows how to use it. You keep that door locked, and if it's not me by that door, unless they say it's the police, if you hear someone trying to get in, you just start shooting through that door. Six years old. Knows how to use the gun, knows how to use all that stuff. That's when I started teaching my kids. Yeah. I just think it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I'm with, we bought my son Nerf, Nerf guns and teach him everything. Don't point it at people. I mean, all the, the normal rules that you teach people so he gets ready. And he knows that. He told me. Because he's like, oh, yeah, we took hockey sticks. Pretend there were guns. Did you point it at people? Well, it's only a hockey stick. I know real Nerf guns. You can't point those at people. I'm like, okay, good. Good. 653. We're going to continue in 4K and ST AM 792. Sounds most stimulating talk. Hello, how you doing? It is 7.07 on this Friday, February 16th. It is your morning ritual with me, me, Gary Lewis, on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, now it's coming out that the shooter down there in Florida says that voices in his head told him to shoot people, to do the killing. Yes, voices in his head told him to do it. His lawyer, I mean, you got to feel bad for the lawyer. You really do. He's got to get someone to defend him. Uh, she said he's a broken young man. Well, la di da. He's done this for a very long time. And uh, every report that I read that is said that his adopted mom was loving and tried to take the best care of him, but he was just always a bad kid. Police were always being called out to the trailer park, wherever they lived. They were always being called out. So it's not a good guy. Not a good guy. Uh, second thing. That I think you need to know, 
every single proposal for amnesty or immigration reform or whatever rejected. Not going to happen. Trump flat out rejected, called it giant amnesty, the Jeff Flake common sense caucus one that was awful. Uh, the one that Trump liked was rejected by Democrats and a bunch of uh, big business Republicans, including Flake. Oh, yeah. Uh, somehow the McCain uh, amnesty bill, which would have done nothing to secure the border, given am- a pathway to citizenship right away and paid for a study of what to do with the border, got like 47 votes or something like that, which is frightening. I think uh, Trump knew all along nothing. And we all knew nothing would, would pass. And I think Trump knew it also and is going to use this as a campaign issue in November, which is brilliant. Third thing I think you need to know, and we're going to get into this. Um, remember last year, the protests out in downtown Tucson, uh, illegal immigration lovers, amnesty lovers, they blocked the roads down there in downtown. Well, a year later, the Tucson police apparently have a report, and uh, they say that, um, well, the chief at least says that, you know what, Some uh, a couple of officers are facing discipline, we're going to hear his words. I believe that he's actually siding with the protesters and not his police force. And not just doing it because it was the right thing to do, but it's like he is trying to come up with ways to let protesters have or do what they want to do. And I know we can protest, but it just sounds weird anyway. It, it, it sounds to me that he is trashing his own police force and this social justice police chief is doing everything he can to, uh, to make sure the... the uh, Law and order haters get their way. We'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. Does that make sense? I know it's hard. I want you to hear the report. It's a story from KVOA. Um, The report was released from the department's new critical incident review board. I mean, they're losing officers at the tune of eight a month, 96 a year. Magnus himself, the social justice police chief, Magnus himself has admitted that. And they wanted to hire 20 for the year. They lost about 100. They want to hire 20. And they're already short-staffed as it is. So they're losing all these officers left and right. I mean, maybe, it all, maybe one of the reasons they're losing all these officers is also because they know their chief doesn't like them. So losing officers, yet they make this new critical incident review board. Now, what happened again? Do you remember the, the protests from last year? Do we have to go back in time? Um, literally a year ago. February 16, 2017. You had a bunch of people dozens of people not listening to police blocking the streets in downtown Tucson, trying to also block buses that were going to carry illegal aliens to courthouses to start the uh, deportation process. Remember, there was an old lady who was like getting in the, um, it was a video, we've all seen it, old lady kind of getting in the face of a Tucson police officer, and they kind of put it on his hand a little bit, and all of a sudden she goes flying back. Remember that? And her feet go up. Kathy Griffin offered her free tickets to go to her her comedy show in Tucson had that workout. I mean, enough is enough. And then you had that one crazy lady, Nimje, is that her name? She'll uh, be speaking at the U of A's, um, a month from now, the U of A's Social Justice Feminist Conference. She was the one that cursed at the Pima County Supervisors Board. Uh, she's a Black Lives Matter person. I mean, she was rolling around the ground, acting as if she was being attacked, and then she realized at one point, oh, nobody's near me, and she gets up and walks away. I mean... These are maniacs. Maniacs. Anyway, the report said that one officer, Ryan Green, uh, he's the one that allegedly knocked the protesting old lady to the ground, used pepper spray on other people. 
He violated five department rules or general orders, including unjustified use of force and knocking the woman to the ground. She's, she's 90,000 years old. She's, you blow. she's going to fall over. She shouldn't have been in the face. She literally is putting her finger in the guy's face. Right? Uh, it says here, uh, he violated uh, using pepper spray on a female protester, using an impact push on another protester that wasn't justified. Why would you want to be a police officer here in Tucson? You can't even defend yourself. You have to constantly being attacked. I mean, this is... So that was one guy. Another guy was a Lieutenant David uh, Leotard. Violated three orders. Uh, his failure to respond to an emergency call for officer assistance. Okay, they said that was unacceptable. He didn't meet responsibilities. All this stuff. Now I want you to hear this. Let's play the, uh, the, the report from KVOA. What number is that again? Um, but where where am I? You're in the studio. Oh, 29. Shut up. 29. Oh. 29. Tucson uh, social justice. You know deep down he would love to take off the uniform, by the way, Chief Magnus. You know deep down he'd love to take that off. Because he, re- I, I really truly believe with his mindset that a police uniform intimidates people, causes people to be nervous. Makes them scared. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And by the way, Chief Magnus, I know you're listening. Anytime you want to call in or drive down here to Oakland, Fort Lowell, you're more than welcome. Um, I mean, you should be dealing with the public on the number one talk station. And one of, what are we, like the third most listened to? I mean, we are up there overall. I mean, we are we are huge. Now we're number one across the board. Okay, I'll say that. But we, we are, I mean, despite the fact that we have uh, little to no help. And anyway, we are huge. <clears throat> But you don't even want to come talk. Anyway, uh, here it is from KVOA. Listen to this. Here we go. The department created a critical incident review board to take a look at how the department performed that day. Two officers faced disciplinary action, and that could come in the next couple of weeks. TPD's leader says change is coming. Oh. This was the scene downtown on Congress Street one year ago, mm-hmm. as many demonstrated in a day without immigrants yep. protest. Some in the crowd accused police of using excessive force when they pulled out pepper spray. Now, Chief Chris Magnus says that force used by officers on several people was justified, but it was also excessive. The force that was Pause employed it. was out. Pause it. It was justified, but excessive. You know, I guess the media, did they not ask him? I'd be like, okay, so if it's justified because, you know, they were in danger. I mean, if you look at the video, and I'll put the video on my page on my, at uh, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. I'll put it up there. If you look at the video, you see these officers surrounded by these screaming maniacs. How many times? And we've seen officers over the past week, unfortunately, getting killed, serving warrants. Every, you never know what is going to happen. They shouldn't go to work thinking it's okay for us to get attacked, shot, killed, anything. If people are, as they are trying to get people out of the street to let traffic flow, what else are they supposed to do? What I mean, the, the people are screaming. They're trying to get people in their, people in their face. The guy takes out a pepper spray. Back up. He felt, he felt frightened. I guarantee there's no reason that he did that except for the fact that he felt frightened. That's what I think. And then you get Magnus not backing up his own people. Well, it was justified, but excessive. What should they do? Punch him in the face? Well, that's justified, but excessive. 
What should they do? Please, can you back up? There you go. That's justified. Oh, they'll. What exactly are you supposed to do? And I'm. I, by the way, you can tell Chief Magnus what they should do, or you can tell me if you're law enforcement or retired or whatever. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven eight. What what sense does that make? You're in trouble. You were justified in what you did, but I think it's a bit excessive. To me, you know what that says? I side with the protester over the police officer. That's that's what I think. Let's continue. Force that was employed was outside of department. Pause it. Pause it. Go back a little bit. Go back just a little bit. I, I don't want to. I, I yeah, right there. Here we go. Sorry. It says that force used by officers on several people was justified, but it was also excessive. The force that was employed was outside of departmental policy. It was not the best reflection of our department's work. While Magnus says a great. review board found some of the protesters engaged in unlawful behavior, mm. including assaulting officers yep. and resisting arrest, yep. the chief says he will make sure his department improves how it handles large passionate gatherings. We need to be better at figuring out how we can work together with groups that might be planning a protest what? or wanting to do some kind of demonstration or organized activity. While Magnus acknowledges this was not like a peaceful protest. They literally jumped in the street to block traffic. Wasn't your wife caught up in that by the way? Yeah, she was trying to get home and uh she had just missed them. She drove right by. As it was as, getting started? As, as they were running out into the street and getting crazy. So the police chief, is it just me or is he not backing up his own people? Now listen, police officers can make mistakes and they should be held accountable just like anybody. But it seems to me he is going above and beyond by saying, I will do everything I can to side with people that are passionate, that want to do things. We need to work better with them. I'm sorry, did they fill out any kind of paperwork with the city? Did they, did they say they were going to have a protest? They were going to peacefully protest? They were going to, No, they were literally jumping in the street. They were antagonizing police officers, doing all this stuff. What exactly are you going to do? See, Magnus is of the mindset that you can actually reason with crazy. And that's very dangerous for a police chief to think you can reason with crazy there's no reasoning with crazy you do realize if they stayed on the sidewalk and just did their protest yeah, there none of fine. this would have happened exactly none of this and did you hear magnus say anything like that now they you heard the beginning well they they did uh, engage in some unlawful conduct yes it was uh, some unlawful conduct uh you think It's still breaking the law. It, it exactly. Unlawful conduct is breaking the law. Again, Magnus said the officers will be on hand. Oh, they have, oh they, they, now you'll hear this. They have a de- uh, this is in the local paper. They have a department. Uh, the department now has created a team of specially trained officers called the Community Network Team. Oh boy, Community Network dun, dun, Team dun, 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 dun. that will work with groups <laughs> planning Good gatherings. Point. The officers will be on hand at the events to engage with the public, have an open demeanor, and promote dialogue. Yeah, these crazy people, they want to speak, all right. They want the open dialogue. Oh, yeah, they're all over. Let's continue. Here we go. While Magnus acknowledges missteps, he wants the community to know his department is committed both to safety and transparency. There are very few police departments in this country that are able or willing to be transparent about their failures. TPD has created a community network team, a specially selected mm. trained group of officers that will now be deployed during large events and protests. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that last soundbite? We acknowledge our failures. 
You know what that sounds like? Obama. When he went on his apology tour? It's the same mindset. The department will use this report to make changes the way it trains officers, supervisors, improves the chain of command issues. Oh, yeah, all this stuff. Hey, what about the, you know, the whole thing about, you know, seven-hour wait time when people call to say their home has been burglarized? Nah. By the way, again, I've been told that um, us doing that story, those brothers that came on the show and shared their story, when their home was burglarized, they called the police and they had to yank some girl who was told, go make money for us, go write parking tickets. And they pulled her off that to finally deal with these guys. Seven hours later, I was told that it really hit a nerve. And uh, they wanted it to just go away. Go away. Incredible, isn't it? 880-KNST, 880-5678. What do you think about Magnus, huh? What do you think about this? Is he? Am I wrong? Does he not seem like he is siding with the protesters? He really thinks he's going to, instead of, you know, saying, look, listen, you have the right to, uh, you know, peacefully protest. You can assemble, but you can't do it where you put my officers in danger. You can't violate the law. But he's not saying that. He's like, we'll work better with you to do these kinds of things. Again, I can't imagine any officers very excited about what the chief said. I can't imagine any of the officers saying, I can't wait to stick around here any longer. I can imagine the officer saying, I got to get a new job. I need to leave. 880-KNST, 880-5670. We'll continue. Your reaction coming up. Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Leading talk. It's 728. Thank you for hanging out on this Friday. Uh, I wonder if it's still muggy. I'd say it was muggy, man. You want to go find out and see if I get yeah, mugged? No, no. Well, yeah, well, around this area, you might. <laughs> they're mugging. <laughs> they're they're doing, mugging. They're doing it's something. Something muggy. Something is going on they're, out there. They're mugging. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is, it's kind of gross outside, uh, so enjoy it. It's, it doesn't happen very often. 55. Now 67 for a high. We could have showers um, this evening. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, But we should be okay as we continue. We're going to be in like the upper 60s, low 70s for the next week, it looks like, which is nice. That's what I I like. That's why we're here. Uh, I just, I I put this whole, uh, well, I'm going to put this up on my Facebook page, but I want you to hear again. This is like the most confusing thing ever. Police Chief Chris Magnus, again, just one more time, just this one part where he's talking about how the police officers handled those protesters that were out of control, that were maniacal. Just listen to this. Here we go. But it was also excessive. The force that was employed was outside of departmental policy. It was not the best reflection of our department's work. While Magnus says a review board found some of the protesters engaged in unlawful behavior, including assaulting officers and resisting arrest, the chief says he will make sure his department improves how it handles large passionate gatherings. We need to be better at figuring out how we can work together with groups that might be planning a protest or wanting to do some kind of demonstration or organized activity. While Magnus acknowledges... Go back to like about 30, if you don't mind. Go back to about 30. Yeah, right there. Let's just hear one more time. Force 
when they pulled out pepper spray. Yes. Now, Chief Chris Magnus says that force used by officers on several people was justified, but it was also excessive. The force that was employed was outside of departmental policy. Okay. It's not the best reflection that's of it. our okay. department's so again, work. That, that, so, again, justified but excessive. That's what the reporter said, but that's to describe exactly what he was saying. Did he not take questions? Anyway, what would you do if you were a police officer at that point? What would you do if you were working for TPD? Would you say, that's it, I got to get out of here? What would you do? How do you, how do you handle the next situation? Do you question yourself? Do you question defending yourself? Why would you put yourself in any kind of dangerous situation then? Anyway, it just, it drives me bonkers. I don't understand how something could be justified but excessive. And again, why didn't he say at that point, this is how we're going to handle it in the future? Does he not want to, you know, let bad people know? But like this, you know, for the public, all right, if I think it's wrong that our officers take out pepper spray and pepper spray unruly people so they don't shoot them, they're going to do this instead. Is there no answer? It's like these fools that think we need some kind of laws to stop people from getting guns. Wait, what? What? Anyway, uh, well, I, you can comment. 731 now on KNST, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Speaking of defending yourself, you have to hear what an MSNBC analyst said about the idea of Americans protecting themselves with guns. This, this will make your blood boil. It's coming up in about six minutes right now. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. 738. How you doing? It's Friday. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow, please. I'm going to put up the, uh, the videos, a bunch of videos actually today. Um, including the uh, JROTC guys, those young guys that helped save lives down there in Florida. These young, I mean, they're not even 18 years old yet, and they they were in, ready to go preparing that situation for the active shooter right there on campus. And, I mean, these guys are incredible. I'll put that up there. At Garrett Lewis also on Twitter. I'll tweet them out as well. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one uh, is that the shooter down in Florida apparently... Told his lawyer, told authorities, voices in my head told me to do it. There you go. Um, you knew he was mentally ill, but remember, gun control can stop all this stuff. We'll get to in the 8 o'clock hour. Jimmy, I wasn't really going to talk about Jimmy Kimmel, but I don't know if I should or I shouldn't. He went, you know, when you tune into late night TV and it's no longer comedy anymore, it's pretty much just political stuff and nothing like turning to Jimmy Kimmel, the guy that used to be, in, you know, the man show, girls on trampolines, you know. He called Trump and uh, the, the people uh, in, in D.C., the Republicans, mentally ill. Genius. Who was the other guy who was Adam on the show? Carolla. Adam Carolla. We went to see he's, him yes, together. He was on the show. He's, he's polar opposite. You think that's why they maybe ended the show? Maybe. Second thing that I think you need to know is that uh, there will not be any kind of immigration deal. We knew this would not happen. Uh, Trump trashed the uh, Jeff Flake wuss rhino and common cause thing. And then uh, the uh, big business rhino Republicans sabotaged the plan that Trump wanted. So this will be a campaign issue. This will get people to go uh, to the polls in November and say, Trump goes, we need more people to do things that we need. That will fire up people. And you know what? All of a sudden, watch March 5th come and go. And the DACA people not get, um, I mean, the judges do what they want. They don't, they, new people don't have to get the DACA permits, watch the deportations happen. Why would anybody go vote for Democrats who said that they were going to do everything they can when they just shut down the government for illegal aliens and they couldn't get a deal done and they turned down the president's deal of legalizing over about 2 million of them? The plan is in process. Third thing I think you need to know, we just talked about it. Chief Magnus 
seems to uh, want more Tucson police officers to quit. Uh, he said he reviewed what happened a year ago, the immigration protest, illegal immigration protest in downtown Tucson when people blocked cars in the street and, and people were going after officers and officers used pepper spray. He said, uh, you know what? It was just it was it was excessive. It was, it was justified, but excessive. What do you want him to do? So Magnus wants the police to work better with these crazy groups so they can be in a better dialogue so they can all get along better and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's going to make more police officers quit. Three things I think you need to know. I'll put that video up there as well on my page. Anyway, uh, speaking of videos and stuff like that, so uh, just some idiotic reaction. You knew it was going to happen, right? Idiotic reaction to the idea of you defending yourself. You know, we t- I talked about it yesterday. You know, the best thing you can do, cops are not bodyguards. It's not their job to protect you. Um, and their job is to arrest people that do bad things. So you got to take care of yourself. You got to be self-sufficient. Some guy named Eddie Glaude, an MSNBC contributor. Number 35, please. The idea that maybe teachers having firearms if they want. And again, in Utah, this is huge. In Utah, they don't have any school shootings. There's a law in Utah, state law, that if a teacher has a concealed carry permit, he has the right or she has the right to carry a concealed weapon onto campus with them and they don't have to tell anybody about it. So people that think about, I want to go shoot up a school because nobody can stop me. It's a gun-free zone. It's not a gun-free zone anymore. I might pick the wrong classroom and get my butt capped. No school shootings in Utah. It's been that way for years. Never gets play in the media. You notice that? Um, Eddie Glaude said this, the American myth of being able to protect yourself. Listen, here we go. There's a kind of toxic masculinity at the heart Mm. of this gun. This gun culture rooted in a myth about who we take ourselves to be. America's rugged individualism. The government is not going to protect you. We can protect ourselves. Yeah. Right. And there's a way in which this AR-15 is actually the weapon of the Minuteman. Right. There's there's this old myth around it. So we have to begin to imagine ourselves differently. I think we need a revolution of value in this country, a moral revolution where we begin to change what we care about. So there you go. Only depend on the government. You can't you. If you think you can buy a firearm and you can take care of yourself, toxic masculinity. By the way, record numbers of women buying firearms. You know, the last few years, record number of women. Do they have toxic masculinity as well as they do everything they can to try to protect themselves? So if you list this, this American myth that you can be self-sufficient, you can take care of yourself. You idiots, you can't do that. You must rely on the government for health care for job training, for food, uh, from food stamps, that EBT card. Oh, yeah, you should be able to. This is the mindset of these nut jobs. You think people actually believe this? You think people actually want this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Now, related to this, since he brought up toxic masculinity, and I've talked about it in the past, you know where you hear a lot about that? On college campuses. Toxic masculinity. We we need we need toxic masculinity. Yes. It, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me tell you this from the college fix. UCLA just ho- hosted a campus talk on toxic masculinity. Right. They're, we are going to host this toxic masculinity. Oh yes. You got to hear this. Ready. Uh, UCLA's intergroup relations program on Facebook. They said we're going to have a noontime dialogue. Toxic masculinity. In lieu of recent events, presidential locker room talk, UCLA fraternities, in-house alcohol ban, 
We'd like to invite the UCLA community to dialogue about how toxic masculinity manifests itself on our campus. Talk about Greek life, silence surrounding toxic masculinity, emotional repression, locker room talk, broader social norms. We have it. We're going to have a safe, productive, honest dialogue. Hope you can join us. So they want to do this, right? Um, you know how many students go to UCLA? 42,000. You know how many students showed up to talk about toxic masculinity? 10. Let them say this on MSNBC. Nobody watches. Nobody cares. 10. 10 out of 42,000. 10 out of 42,000. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody cares. Now at this event, the 10 students that showed up were given a worksheet with three different definitions of toxic masculinity. One of them is from some guy named Terry Coopers of Wright, the Wright Institute. He defines toxic masculinity as a collection of male behaviors that serve to foster domination, the devaluation of women, homophobia, and wanton violence. Excuse me? Excuse me? Ten people. According to the worksheet, the the desire to get rid of toxic masculinity is not an attack on all masculine traits, like a devotion to work, providing for your family, but instead it's an indictment on the negative masculine traits like violence and sexual conquest. Excuse me? So what if a woman wants to have her... So a woman can own a firearm. That guy, somebody should tell that Eddie Glaude. What if a woman wants to have her way with you? Can we get some uh, um, female... It's not masculinity, that's gross... Female estrogen. I don't know. I need more of that. David, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, Gary. How's it going? All right. Um, I just wanted to talk real quick and put a little bit of perspective to the audience that the guy, the guy you're talking about, his premise is absolutely completely false, and it's because he's they're subscribing to the European socialist type mm-hmm. of mindset. We mostly because of private property rights, and that's kind of the basis for everything, like illegal search and seizure, you can't do that here because of your, your secure and your person. And so if you go into Britain with uh, their knife laws and weapons laws that they have there, if you're a woman and you take a butcher knife from your kitchen because you're worried about something happened to you getting pulled into an alley or whatever, and someone does that on the way to work and you stab them, you just assaulted them with a deadly weapon. There is no real concept of self-defense anywhere but America. It is only here that we have codified in the Constitution that you are secure in your person. And if you're going to accept the fact, like this guy, I'm sure, wants to keep the Fourth Amendment, wants to keep the Fourth Amendment so he can be free from search and seizure, but he doesn't want to also protect himself with, from illegal search and seizure. He wants the government to, to be all-encompassing. And that's that we just don't think like that. They're trying to move us that way, but we were never, ever set up that way. Private property rights and personal responsibility are what America is. You're, that, that's, what, that's what makes us different from every other country on the planet. You're a thousand percent right. And by the way, um, we, we, what, we broke away from a government that was overbearing. We had a whole bunch of people that were not even in a government that decided to form together. To fight for freedom because we, we, that's everything that America is about that we had guns to defend ourselves. We did not want to give up our guns to the Brit, to the Brits. They tried to take them for a reason. 
Well, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's 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 just stupid. I mean, this guy actually he's going against everything that America is about. Like yeah, you said, they're trying to Europeanize us. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue with with people who don't understand because it really is the reason that America every individual is really allowed to have about the same amount of military as the military is because we we want to be able to protect ourselves against the government. Yep. But yep. it's hard to argue that with with people who don't understand that. exactly hey david thank you for the call man great call thank uh, you. have a great weekend uh, let's go to sarah real quick sarah welcome to knst hello hello how are you good how you doing i'm good um i just wanted to make a comment uh i used to be a teacher i'm not anymore um in the marana school district and i'm a concealed weapons um permit holder and i just wish that you know i was able to to uh at least have my weapon in my car, which I you, I don't even know if you can do that in the parking lot, but I just wanted to have the ability to feel like I could protect myself and all the babies, all the children that we cared so much about. So, you know, I didn't know Utah had that law either, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, small small uh, communities in Texas have their teachers going through 80 hours of training every year. I mean, they probably already know how to use guns anyway because it's Texas. Um, right. <laughs> But yeah, they they have all this is you know what this is really. I I want more time to talk to you about this. Can you hang on if you don't mind? I, I'm sorry, I'm you have to go to work. work. I can't. Oh, <laughs> you got to teach. Sorry, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, do you think? I mean, people that are against teachers that have guns. I mean, you there's nothing. If you were if you hated your students so much, nothing would have stopped you from taking a gun and shooting them all in a classroom anyway, right? Right. Exactly. It's like yeah. Was there any talk amongst teachers about uh, arming yourselves? Well, not the teachers that I spoke with um, were. They they kind of agreed that um, we should maybe have an armed, um, you know, police presence, like a. But then I worked in an elementary school, so it was kind of less of that. But um, yeah, they may. I don't think anyone would have thought that. A lot of the teachers are fairly liberal, so I didn't feel like mm. I could really talk to them about that too much. But Sad. you know, I think they would have gone for like a security guard type thing. Yeah, but you know, even then, I mean, look, there was one security, well, one SRO, and thirty-two hundred students. And I remember Sandy Hook is an elementary school, and uh, the shooting right. there. So it's. You know, again, I, I just want my kid who's going to be kindergarten to be protected by a teacher. I, I would love that. I'd love the teacher to be able to protect him or herself and protect the students as well instead of be sitting ducks. Um, listen, please right. please chime in in the exactly. future about any of this, and I thank you for the phone call, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. 751, we'll continue. I have more to say on this. It's KNST. Hello, it's Friday. Well, we're going to play it after. Don't worry. It's 808. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. Don't look me that way, Ryan. Ryan. What? Uh, no worry. KNST AMC. Exactly. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Florida shooter says voices in his head made him shoot up people. Voices in his head. Okay. Second thing. So, again, hey. Would gun control laws stop voices in your head? I'm just wondering. More on that in a second. Second thing that I think you need to know, man, oh man, oh man, not one deal, you knew it was going to happen this way, 
nothing, nothing uh, on the uh, the DACA, the illegal immigration, the amnesty, nothing. Not one deal struck. Uh, it's now over. The freewheeling debate in the Senate, over. Nobody, there was nothing accomplished, and I knew nothing could be accomplished. It was a bunch of rhino bills, stuff like that. Nothing. Zero, zip, zilch. And it, you know what? You knew it was going to be that way. And I think the president knew it all along, and I think that this was this was the plan because he knows this will drive voters to show up in November. The economy's doing well, and he's like, we need some help, man. There's, I think there's 10 Senate seats that could be flipped to Republican because they're all in states where Trump won. Democrats are holding up stuff. They're obstructing things. Matter of fact, uh, you know, the Prez sent out a tweet just a few minutes ago. Cannot believe how badly DACA recipients have been treated by the Democrats. Totally abandoned. Republicans are still working hard. Not only does he want people to show up at the polls of the Republicans, he wants them to not show up for the Democrats. Plan's perfect. Third thing I think you need to, do you get it? Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, Police Chief Chris Magnus trying to make more police officers quit in Tucson. A year ago, there was a big protest about illegal immigration and deportation in downtown Tucson on Congress, and a bunch of crazies hopped in the street trying to stop traffic. They would not listen to police officers. They would not get on the sidewalks. They would get in the grill of police officers. They were, I mean, they were, it was not good. So police officers took out pepper spray. And Magnus said, a year later, I have a report, says we did bad things, and even though it was justified, the force, it was excessive. What does that even mean? So to me, and he said, we, we need to also learn how to deal with these groups in a much better way to have a dialogue. To me, it's like I'm going to side with the protesters and I'm going to tell my cops to shut up and just let it, let it happen. He, I mean, there can't be any Tucson police officers that are happy with what Magnus said yesterday. And you know what? Uh, that social justice warrior doesn't care either. Three things I think you need to know. I'll put that video on my page at KNST.com uh, and also on Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. I'm in the middle of doing a very busy radio show, though, so it, you just got to give me some time. You know I uh, prepare for a four-hour show every single day? Ryan loves when I say that. You do? Y- yes. Oh. I mean, does, this not, does this sound like I don't prepare? If I didn't prepare, you know what it would sound like? Chachi loves Joni, but Joni doesn't love Chachi, and she's getting flowers from somebody else. Well, not only that, but Chachi loves ketchup on his hot dog. That too. But Joni only does mustard. Oh, that Deli mustard. Stone ground at that. How's this going to end? Find out tomorrow. Anyway. Here's Taylor Swift. That might be a bit too inside. We may have gone over the line on that one, but it's okay. Show me the line, and I'll go right over it. <laughs> Not quickly. Anyway, what, what, oh, sorry. That's the line. That's, I said Ryan doesn't move quickly. It's okay. So anyway, there's that. Uh, so Jimmy Kimmel, the media, everybody going after the Trumpster as if he's responsible for the, uh, he's responsible for the shooting in Florida. I mean, he is responsible. You do realize that, right? Uh, that's what they say. It's all his fault. He made the voices apparently happen in this uh, young guy's head, right? He made it happen. Jimmy Kimmel. Was he, you know, Jimmy Kimmel started out in Tucson. Did you know that? Across the hall, KRQ. Yeah, decades ago, a long time ago. I wonder if he was funny then, because he's taken it. It's like, dude, if you want to do politics, go get a job at CNN where you fit right in or MSNBC. Do you really want to watch? We've gone over this. Nobody want. Do you really want to turn on late night TV and not hear jokes, but hear some guy give his political views and then cry? And on top of that, be be so wrong about his political views. Let's start with Jimmy Kimmel. OK, I'm going to. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. I want. Am I up over there? 
Cool, thank you. This is Jimmy Kimmel last night. Um, he said he agreed with a couple of things that Trump said about, you know, there's a mental ill problem and stuff like that, right? So uh, listen to this. Here we go. You got to throw me up over there. Am I up? Thank you. Tell your buddies in Congress, tell Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Marco Rubio, all the family men who care so much about their communities, that what we need are laws, real laws, that do everything possible to keep assault rifles out of the hands of people who are going to shoot our kids. Go on TV and tell them to do that. Jimmy, what bad people, especially ones with voices in their head, follow laws, Jimmy? I'm just curious about that. Hey, Jimmy. Your, your, your guests every night, they did a lot of business with Harvey Weinstein. Aren't there laws in the books that say you can't sexually assault women? I think there are. Yet those laws didn't stop Harvey Weinstein from whipping it out and doing whatever he wanted to do with those women and to those women, right? Okay. Idiots. That is a perfect example of the common sense you told us you were going to bring to the White House. Mm. It's time to bring it. We need it. Tell these congressmen and lobbyists who infest that swamp you said you were going to drain. Force these allegedly Christian men and women who stuff their pockets with money from the NRA year after year after year to do something now, not later. Now, and don't you dare let anyone say it's too soon to be talking about it because you said it after Vegas. Mm. You said it after Sandy Hook. You say that after every one of these Eight now fatal school shootings we had in this country this year. Children are being murdered. Cry. Oh, God. Oh, God. This guy's going to set a record for crying on TV, by the way. And it gets better. Here we go. We still haven't even about it you still haven't done anything about nothing you've literally done nothing actually you've done worse than nothing you like to say this is a mental health issue but one of your very first acts as president mr trump was to actually roll back the regulations that were designed to keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill you did that your party voted to repeal the mandates on coverage for mental health so i agree this is a mental illness issue because if you don't think we need to do something about it you're obviously mentally ill Yes, he calls the president mentally ill. Now, again, if you call Obama that, you're just racist. So there's Jimmy Kimmel, right? There's Jimmy Kimmel. I'm going to pause it right there. What are they talking about? Because that's all you heard, by the way, right? I'm going to play some. Before I explain to you how wrong he is, I want you to hear the media mimic the same stuff. This is called fake news. Listen to this. Am I up over there? Cool. Listen to this. This is uh, just a little, a tiny montage of what the media said that mimics what Jimmy Kimmel said. Well, Jeff, the president didn't have a lot to say today about what he actually plans to do about school shootings. One thing he did say he wants to do is, quote, work with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue of mental health. But just Mm -hmm. last year, the president signed legislation reversing an Obama-era regulation that would have made it more difficult for some people with mental illness to buy guns. Despite emphasizing mental health, the White House's newly unveiled budget would slash funding for Medicaid that covers a quarter of mental health care in the U.S. And President Trump last year revoked a hotly contested Obama-era regulation that would have made it harder for some people with mental illness to buy guns. Calling the shooter mentally disturbed, his message was clear. We are committed to working with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue 
of mental health. But shortly after taking office, President Trump blocked an Obama-era rule that made it tougher for the mentally ill to obtain guns. Oh. Today, no mention of gun control. Federal law bans anyone deemed by authorities as mentally ill from buying guns, but tonight it's unclear whether any court or commission designated Cruz as mentally unfit. So it appears he failed. Mm. Man, yeah, Trump's really up this creek. I mean, he's the one that's responsible for all this stuff. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Do you know what Trump repealed? What he got rid of? It has to do with uh, Social Security benefits. Let me take you back uh, to Reason.com, a January 5th, 2016 entry, okay? What Obama wanted to do with mentally ill people and what he wanted to do about... um, Guns and things like that. Are you ready for the explanation? Again, this is for Jimmy Kimmel, the media, everybody, right? You ready? Uh, Obama wanted the government's database. Yes, he wanted a data. Well, first off, he wanted uh, to increase mental health treatment and reporting to the background check system. He wants more people to go. He wanted to encourage more people to go with mental health problems to seek professional help. And the likelihood would be that they lose their Second Amendment rights. What what is mental health? By the way, you know what the anxiety, anxiety. That's uh, that's a mental health disorder. Imagine like a, losing like a little panic attack. Yes, ima- imagine losing your ability to own a firearm because of anxiety. Just just a little thing right there. Okay. Um. <clears throat> now now here we go. Obama wants the government's database to include people who receive disability benefits from the Social Security Administration and are deemed unable to manage those benefits because of their mental impairments. So if they get checks every month from Social Security, but they can't manage a bank account, Obama wants to make it that you're on the list that you can't own a gun. In practice, that could mean any recipient assisted by a fiduciary, a representative payee like, like that. So if you're assisted by a fiduciary, you would lose your Second Amendment rights, even though the fact that someone needs help with financial matters does not mean he is incapable of being a responsible gun owner. If you need a fiduciary to help you manage your money, Obama wanted you to be classified as mentally ill because you're getting Social Security benefits, and you're mentally ill, you can't manage it, you, you, don't, you can't do that, then you shouldn't own a gun either. Yep, that's exactly what was there. So Trump gets in office and says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Obama was just trying to stop people from owning guns more and more. So there's a piece on reason uh, yesterday. No, Trump did not make it easier for mentally ill people to buy guns. You hear Jimmy Kimmel. You heard three different newscasts right there in that montage. This is what fake news is. This is how it's spread. I don't think it's Russia. I think it's just people that hate Trump and hate guns. And our own media. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But that, that in the media, they hate Trump, they hate the guns, and they do it. And yet they don't understand, you guys, anything you disagree with, it's fake news. I just pointed out how it's fake news. A year ago, Congress and Trump eliminated a proposed rule that would have included, in the federal government background database, people who received disability payments from Social Security and received assistance to manage their benefits due to mental impairments. Again, this would have deprived about 75,000 or 80,000 people of a right based on not what they have done, but on the basis of being classified by the government in a certain way. The fact these people may have these impairments does not mean they were dangerous to themselves or others and needed to be kept away from guns. It has nothing to do with it. 
Matter of fact, if you want to do it like this, I think anybody that thinks Obama was a good president should not own a firearm. I think you're mentally ill also. Right? Why not go that way also? Uh, by the way, this shooter who had voices in his head, did he have a fiduciary? Was he getting disability payments? What Obama, what Trump did had nothing to do with it. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, if they if they can hang, we'll get calls. But I mean, this is fake news. What Jimmy Kimmel said to millions of, of, of people that, you know, there, I guarantee in those millions of people, there are plenty of them that are weak in the head and they believe things that Jimmy Kimmel says, right? Uh, and then you watch these newscasts. Nobody watches these things anymore. They believe this stuff and they are giving out fake news. I just gave you the truth. Trump said just because somebody gets disability payments from Social Security and needs help in managing their money does not mean that they should lose their right to own a firearm, for God's sakes. They're not. The government classified those people as mentally ill. They, Obama and the Dems wanted, to, wanted to, to, to get as many people to not have guns as they possibly could, and that was a loophole they used. That was a little trick they used to make that happen. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Stay right where you are. I'll get your reaction to this. But I just proved to you, this, this is what it is. And you get schmuck Jimmy Kimmel up there, man. I mean, this guy's such a... You know what you could tell these guys? They would never come on a show like this and actually have a talk about it in debate. Never. And by the way, do you know about, uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has beefed up his uh, security, his armed security, because he's gotten political? Maybe he should just say, maybe we should have... No, so let, me, let me ask you this. Well, get into this. He, he, he bulked up his armed security. I'll have more on that in your reaction coming up in five, uh, because it's very ironic, isn't it? We'll get to it coming up. Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 829. Hey, don't forget, if you miss any of the week or you just want to hear it again or you want more stuff, I have an iHeartRadio channel. It's at iHeartRadio.com in the search area. Type my name, Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. I say that over and over because nobody really has my spelling. It's very rare. Only the great ones do. Anyway, so uh, that way you can see my channel. Ryan puts up like podcasts of entire shows. Uh, he puts up interviews, highlight segments, all kinds of stuff. It's like Ryan's Choice Cuts. You could also find them if you have the iHeartRadio app, just search Garrett Lewis the same way, and then you'll you'll hit it. So there you go. Um, Mid-50s right now, mid to upper 60s for a high today. Rain is always a chance throughout the day. It looks very foggy early this morning when I was driving in here, but it's not quite as foggy. So, um, we could, you know, instead of saying it's foggy outside, it'd be like it's, it's like driving through Jeff Flake's brain. Right? Uh, anyway, that's why we can't have nice things. Um, I want you to... Uh, let, or interviews it, with Jeff. Or, that, <laughs> or just that. Oh, I see. Yeah, you making fun of my, my hair and my teeth and my brain and my tan skin. You just jerk. Anyway. Um, <laughs> such a... Such crazy... Anyway, I want... This is why you listen to this show. I'm about to tie this up with such a nice ribbon on top, okay? So Jimmy Kimmel's out there complaining. Do something! Pass a law! Right? That's what he's doing. Pass a law, Mr. President. There are laws that can stop these shootings. There are laws that can protect our kids. That's what he said. We need laws to protect our kids. So Jimmy Kimmel, for the past six months, goes full politics and is getting some threats. So what does Jimmy Kimmel do? Does he turn to the California state government and say, can you pass laws to protect me? No. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't ask California to pass laws to protect him. You know what Jimmy Kimmel does? On his own. Hires more armed security guards. Hey, Jimmy, 
If that's your solution to keep you more protected, why not suggest that for schools? Right? Why not? Why does it work for you, Jimmy, but the government has to step in and do something to protect the kids? Funny how that works, huh? See, he's too stupid to even realize that. He's just too dumb. Story from TheBlast.com. Sources close to the show tell The Blast, ever since Kimmel reignited the campaign against Republicans' health care proposals, this goes back to October, by the way. I talked about this back then. The comedian has had some issues with protesters at the show. We're told the show has responded by adding security to the tapings, increasing personnel at, the, at both the front and back entrances. Hmm, funny, right? Front and back entrances. According to our sources, the additional security consists of highly trained off-duty police officers. Hmm. So Jimmy Kimmel's solution is hire people with guns. They'll keep me safe. When it comes to schools, somehow, Trump, it's your fault, you dingbat. And you got to pass some laws to control people. Hey, Jimmy, you're so scared about people showing up at your shows. Why don't you just have California pass a law that says no people that hate Jimmy Kimmel are allowed to show up at a show? No people that may threaten Jimmy Kimmel may show up at his show. I'm sure those laws will be just fine, right? You should also ban those people from buying guns. Wait, why not? That's probably the best thing to do. Ban them from everything. If you hate Jimmy Kimmel, you are now allowed to uh, own a firearm in California. There you go. Ever. There you go. Or wear why not? shoes. Do it. That, I think, I think uh, people should get together. And uh, you see, this is just me as the benevolent dictator that I would be. I would just sit back and say, I'm going to ban people from TV that claim to be funny, but they're not funny. Jimmy Kimmel, you must go. Jimmy Kimmel, you're born here? I revoke that. I will deport you. To Canada, because nobody's funny in Canada. You'll fit right in. I love Canada. Uh, yeah, they're great to people kind. Humankind. I like the maple syrup. <laughs> I'll stop there. 834. Is this not brilliant or what? I just literally, like, okay. I just basically, just to create the picture in your head. I just took Jimmy Kimmel up there and just went to his, you know, argument, let's just say. It's gone. It's been deballed. We'll go there. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I swear, I, at some point, I will get your reaction to this. And I've got some great, some great emails about this as well. This is absolutely fantastic. Um these, these things are just great. You could email me your responses, Garrett at KNST.com. You could tweet me at Garrett Lewis. There's all kinds of ways besides the phone as well. I, <laughs> I like to talk. What do you want? All right, so uh, we'll continue. As a matter of fact, LeBron James decided to take some shots. Let's stick with the celebrity stuff. You got to hear what LeBron James said about President Trump. In the back of in, uh, uh, he did a special show. It's like Uber, riding with the champion. Some chick with the last name Champion picked up LeBron James and Kevin Durant, drove him in the back of an Uber X, and they talked about lots of things, including President Trump and what he cares about. And, oh, wait till you hear it. It comes up. In about five, here's the latest right now from Fox. Ask your wife. Well, yes. 843, thanks for hanging on. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the uh, the shooter in Florida, the killer, says voices were in his head and they told him to do it. I have a great email about that. That's what he's telling people. His voices. Mental and his voices that way. Voices. Second thing that I think you need to know, there will be no immigration deal. It all fell apart. I knew it would. You knew it would. I bet you the Don thought it would, too. And now, I think this is the strategy all along. He knows Americans. He got elected because of his stance on illegal immigration. He had to play the game a little bit, 
Now he's going to make the Democrats look bad because he offered them a hell of a deal, legalizing two million people. And they turned that down. They turned their backs on the DACA people, the dreamers, the illegals. He, they turned them down. And now he's going to say, you know what? They, wouldn't, they, they didn't put a priority in securing the border. We need more Republicans in office. He's going to use that to get more Republicans elected in November. Oh, 4D chess. 4D chess. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus has a report from what happened a year ago, moving at the speed of snails. Uh, there was a big protest about illegal immigration and deportations last year on Congress. And a bunch of idiot people had signs, and they got in the street, and they blocked traffic. So TPD was trying to get them out of there. They wouldn't listen. They were getting in the face of the police officers. They'd use pepper spray. Apparently, he says, using pepper spray was justified but excessive. We need to work better in the future with these groups so we can have a better dialogue and stuff like that. And yet, he is siding with the protesters over his own police officers. This is going to demoralize the TPD even more. Social Justice Chief Chris Magnus. Three things I think you need to know. Now, real quick. Um, Before we get to LeBron James, uh, I got a great email from Tim. School shooter insanity. So I've been telling you, and he said, his lawyer said, and authority said he's told us, voices told him to do it. So this is a great response from Tim. I have the smartest listeners. His voices told him to drop the gun and remove his backpack, then join the kids escaping from the school. Somehow I don't believe he is as insane as the media is trying to make us believe. That is a great point. So you tell me voices told you to do all this? And then voices said, yeah, stop it, throw down the gun, get rid of the backpack, and leave. Voices told you to escape that way? Great freaking point, Tim. Great point. Um, And by the way, one more thing about uh, the media and Jimmy Kimmel trying to say that Obama caused, I'm sorry, Trump caused this by repealing a ridiculous overstatement of the government when Trump uh, took back the regulation that said, basically, if you get disability checks from Social Security and you need someone to help manage your money, you can't own a gun. We find you to be mentally ill. If you can't manage your money, you can't own a gun. How many people do you know that have bad credit, by the way? How many people do you know that, that can't manage their money well? Should they be deprived of the ability to own a firearm, too? That's what Obama wanted. Do you know where this all stems from, too, by the way? This is from Reason. Just some more background. I wanted to tell you this. Some more background for you, okay? Ready? You ready for this one? Um, a federal appeals court cast out on the constitutional, uh, constitutionality of the policy Obama wanted in a 2014 case. You ready for this? It involved a 73-year-old man who was barred from buying a gun because he was forced to undergo psychiatric, a psychiatric treatment decades before after an emotionally devastating divorce. A divorce. His daughters were concerned he might be suicidal. And a court ruled that he posed a threat to himself back then. Since then, he has not experienced any more doubts of depression. A psychologist who evaluated him in 2012 found no evidence of mental illness and concluded that the 1985 incident appeared to be a brief reactive depressive episode in response to his wife divorcing him. Yet under Obama's rule that he wanted, that one incident would have barred him from ever owning a gun. Does that sound fair? Thanks, Jimmy Kimmel. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Now let's bring you to LeBron James. I know you don't want to hear. I, I get it. Look, LeBron James is a dope. He hates Trump so much. He hates him so much. Um, He's in a, a car. There's this thing called um, uh, is an ESPN 
on-air person, I guess, named Carrie Champion. And she does this video where she's driving and they, you know, she picks him up. It's UberX. She's driving these guys around, different people. This time it's LeBron James and Kevin Durant from the NBA. And it was around the time that Trump, uh, the, uh, the alleged S-hole comment came out. So she asked him, well, you know, what's the deal? You call the president a bum. He's like, oh, yeah, I did. Anyway, she's like, what's the deal with uh, athletes, you know, getting political and stuff like that? And this is Le- LeBron. We had to beep it because he cursed. But this is LeBron James. Here we go with Kevin Durant again. The number one job in America, the point of person is someone who doesn't understand the people mm. and really don't give a the people doesn't give a when I was growing up. There were like three jobs that you look for inspiration or you felt like these were the people that can give me life. Mm. It was the president of the United States. It was whoever was the best in sports. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the greatest musician at the yeah. time. Okay. You, you never thought you can be them, but you can grab inspiration from. I feel like I can be, you know, if it was a neighborhood African-American cop and he was cool as hell come around. You, you know, I feel like I could be him. It's easy to be. Yeah, positive, I could be him, positive. but I never felt I could. Why only an African-American cop? You, you wouldn't respect or like or believe anything that a white cop, Hispanic cop, nothing, nothing like that. Isn't that racist? I mean, granted, at the same time, I, that's why I laugh at, at people that want to say, you know, hey, we have to force people to uh, mingle with each other. You know, at certain universities and schools, uh, you know, you can't, you, they want, you can't have a, a table full of Asian people, a table full of black people. They want them to all sit together. What if they feel more comfortable by themselves? And that's okay. And that's okay. It's what they know. Doesn't mean they hate anybody. They just feel more comfortable. It's kind of funny how that works, though, isn't it? Anyway, let's continue. I thought I could be the president of the United States, but I grabbed inspiration from that. And this time right now, with the president of the United States, it's, it's at a bad time. And really? while we cannot change what comes out of that man's mouth, we can continue to alert the people that watch us, that listen mm. to us, oh, yeah. as this is not the way. Fake news. We're talking about leadership and what's going on in our country. Yes, Kevin It's Durant. all about leadership. Hey, and thanks. I learned that playing basketball. You know, I learned a lot of life skills from playing basketball. You need to empower people. You need to, you know, encourage people. And that's what builds a great team. And I feel like our team as a, as a country is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even surprising. It's like laughable. It's like, it's laughable. Bad it's laughable yeah. and but it's it, scary. But it's also scary. Right. Hey, thanks. I could only take so much. Not a great coach. People are getting more money back. Jobs are being created. He's not a good coach. He's not a good leader. Nothing from LeBron. And LeBron, by the way, loved Obama. And of course, it's because he's black. It's, it's just, he just admitted it with the, with the oh, an African-American cop came by. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just any cop, just an African-American cop. Hmm. Right. You know, I wouldn't sit back and go, you know what? If a police officer, a white police officer came in my neighborhood, I could be like, I could be like him. If I did say that, I'd be racist, wouldn't I? Right? I'd say it. Seriously. I'd be racist. Man, you know, there's a white firefighter. I could be like him. Excuse me? LeBron says it. It's okay. Uh, Nothing from LeBron about uh, Obama giving $1.7 billion to Iran, which they then gave to Hezbollah which is used to kill Americans and cause terrorist attacks around the world. But Trump's a bad leader. Freaking morons. Morons. 851. You having fun yet? You having fun? There's more we need to get to. Oh, I have more. I have so much more I need to get to. 
880, you can, you can comment if you want. we got to get to Raul Grijalva as well. Raul Grijalva, uh, we'll get to, uh, decides to go off on gun control at an environmental committee hearing. And then uh, more ESPN. This is why you don't watch ESPN, more athletes. Uh, they talked about uh, the Florida shooting on ESPN. I'll get you that as well. It's coming up, 852. Garrett Lewis with you, KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello, how's it going? It's 9.07. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I know it's sad. It's the last hour of the week. But again, if you want more Garrett, who doesn't want more Garrett, by the way? That's it? Anyway, thanks. Just go to iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. That's my iHeartRadio channel. Uh, you could also go to the app and get there. If you have the iHeartRadio app on your phone or tablet or whatever, just search Garrett Lewis, and it'll take you there as well. As a matter of fact, um, I have uh, I have Ryan. Ryan's working on things. He's working on things all the time. He's actually going to put up, a, you know, he puts up entire shows, interviews, and then special segments. Uh, I told him to put up the Jimmy Kimmel segment from the last half hour. I thought last hour. I thought it was really good. Entertaining, funny, insight, insightful. Anything else I could say that's about me that's really good? Um, intelligent? Um, yes. It's Yes, that. It's all there. So you can get me whenever you want, 24-7, on demand, just like my wife. iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. I heard radio app. Search Garrett Lewis. Three things I think you need to know. Number one uh, is that the the shooter in Florida, the killer, Nicholas Cruz, is telling authorities, voices in my head made me do this. Voices in my head. And I had a great response from a listener named Tim. He said, did those same voices tell him to put down the backpack, put down the gun, and escape, blend in with the students to get out of there? Did those same voices do that? That is a great freaking point. Second thing I think you need to know, no immigration deal, nothing, not even close. Uh, no chance for anybody. And you knew it was going to be that way. I predict that uh, Trump knew this all along and is going to use this as a major, major issue in November's midterm elections. He's going to get people to come out saying, you want the wall? These Democrats, they don't even want to help out DACA people. I offered them a great deal. I don't even know why DACA people would actually go, uh, you know, or, or anybody that supports DACA would go vote for them when I'm the one that offered to legalize almost 2 million people and they said no to that. It is a brilliant tactic. Three steps ahead. Third thing, I think you need to know Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. Oh, Magnus. Uh, comes out a year after. A year after those protests in downtown Tucson on Congress where you had illegal immigration lovers, anti-deportation people showing up blocking traffic on Congress. They wouldn't listen to police. They wouldn't leave. They were a danger to themselves and motorists. So Tucson police officers had to take out uh, pepper spray and get them out of there. The, these people were unruly. They wouldn't listen. They were nasty to the cops. Cops were in danger. Magnus comes out with a report a year later and says, yeah, my guys, we got to do things better. Uh, the, the, the force was justified but excessive. Well, what can they do then? Ask them pretty please to leave? What, what, what can they do? And then on top of that, um, he said that we need to have a better dialogue with these groups so we can better work with each other. Really? So the maniacs, there's talking, he believes talking to crazy is good. You want to know why? Because he's a social justice warrior. He is one of them. Crazy. Crazy. 
He's more than welcome to talk about it. Maybe he can explain it so I can understand it. But the chief will not appear on this show. Ever. Um, yeah. By the way, he could have went and helped out. Did, couldn't he have? I think somebody called in about that. It's true. He, he could have actually went downtown to Congress and dealt with that too, right? Three things I think you need to know. He's only the chief. It's, you know. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, this is funny. See, I'm doing such good stuff. I'm causing divisiveness in marriages. Okay. Um, I have friends that listen, and they listen when they're here in Tucson, um, obviously, it, right? On the radio, and when they're not in Tucson, they listen on the iHeartRadio app. Download it, it's free, it's easy, it's simple, okay? So, I just got an email. My buddy goes, my wife just yelled at me for listening. We are in Florida visiting people. Tell, you know what? I'm going to yell at her. Why aren't you listening? That's hilarious. So you get hooked to this show. I don't know how you can't. I get hooked to this show. So, all right. <clears throat> um, now, let me take you quickly. We got to get to the Raul Grijalva thing, but let me just take you also to this story that I saw in the Washington Times because you're getting ready to pay taxes, right? This is the crap that we talk about that we get sick of. We're like, why doesn't anybody do anything about this? Got to get to ESPN about gun control. So I have to do this hour. Um, so the Washington Times had a story where this is just, uh, this is too much. Employees at the IRS that literally um, have cheated the government by not paying their taxes are getting bonuses. Isn't that nice? So people that work, government workers, um, government workers that literally cheat the system, they're tax cheaters, are getting bonuses. Story in the Washington Times, IRS is still paying bonuses to nearly 2,000 bad employees, including, including more than two dozen who were actual tax cheats themselves. The agency's inspector general said in a new report this week. Now, this isn't like the most incredible thing of this story. The audit suggests the tax agency's efforts to crack down on bonuses have not fully succeeded. That's another part where you're like, okay, it's bad enough this is happening. The fact that they actually can't solve their own problems is even worse. The IRS screening did stop more than 1,000 employees with tax problems from getting bonuses, but 1,962 employees with discipline problems and 26 who had found been found to have intentionally cheated on their tax returns were still paid bonuses in 2016 and 2017, topping $1.7 million. $1.7 million. Now it gets better. The IRS... Wait, 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 I'll go back. Kevin Brady, a congressman... Um, and uh, and a senator, Orrin Hatch, they're over this. They said, given that this is the second time the inspector general over there has raised concerns about the IRS awards process for employers employees with conduct or tax compliance issues, I mean, enough is enough. We strongly believe that an assessment of resource needs and timeline to implement all this stuff, it's, it's a problem. But, you know, it's a problem. This report is a follow-up to a previous audit that found over 2,800 employees with conduct problems, got bonuses from 2010 to 2012. This is the, I mean, this is the swamp. These are the people. They cheat the system. We always have to pay. They cheat, they get it, right? 
So this problem will never be solved because they just don't care. They just don't care. Now it says here the IRS insisted it took the matter seriously. We're taking it seriously. How can you be taking it seriously when you're doing this for the second time? you got to be kidding me. We're taking this seriously. That's the worst part of this whole story, I think. So, yeah. Um, somebody with the IRS, whatever, she's, she's there. She said uh, she's going to get, uh, she's taking all three recommendations to fix the problem, but it won't be done until next January because it's the government. So there you go. We have that, which is nice. Now let's go very quickly to Raul Grijalva, the barstool torturer. What is that bad? It's true. I mean, he's, he's a bar, he tortures barstools. He sits on that barstool for a long time. And just by sheer force, that sh- sheer force, the, the barstool is just under a lot of pressure. Anyway, Raul Grijalva, Raul Grijalva, he is part of the environmental thing, which is hilarious because every time he breathes, I mean, he's bad for the environment, but whatever. So he's part of some environmental committee here, and he's the guy that, and the reason he's on that, by the way, he wants to make sure that uh, he can have illegal alien superhighways. You know what those are, right? Those are parts of the desert, uh, the parts of the country that are considered to be uh, too good to be touched by any motorized vehicle. Border Patrol, you can only get there by horse. Sometimes you can't even use a horse, but you know who doesn't follow those rules? Illegal aliens, smugglers, drug smugglers, you name it. They just go right across. Anyway, at an environmental committee hearing yesterday, uh, he went on gun control. He went on a rant on gun control. He said, quote, there is an irony today. We are at the dawning of another senseless mass murder. And again, at an environmental committee hearing, there will be a lot of talk about mental health. And then we're going to ask people to be more vigilant, but nothing else. There will not be any attempts to prohibit bump stocks. I'm sorry, was a bump stock used here? Or institute universal background checks. Uh, he passed the background check, Raul. I mean, they, they, they don't care that they... You know what it is? They, they realize they talk to ignorant people that, that aren't up on what's going on. They don't care that they sound stupid to the people that actually know what's going on. So he's worried about bump stocks and universal background checks, both things that had absolutely nothing to do with the school shooting. He then, according to the Daily Caller, awkwardly tried to connect the shooting to Democrats' conservation efforts. Instead of doing some constructive, he said, Republican majority on the committee will push bills to allow silencers on public land, to allow armor-piercing ammunition, to allow lead contamination once again to kill wildlife. Raul Grijalva, was he on the bar stool before this, is what I want to know, because only a drunk person would think that makes sense. Is that bad? That's not bad. Right? What's your definition of bad? Raul Grijalva. And that's bad. There you go. There you go. All right, 918. Um, <laughs> I tried to find the audio of that so badly, and I couldn't find it. I would love to hear the, that guy. <laughs> So what he sounds like. Jeff Sessions? No, no. Jeff Sessions is like that. Mitch McConnell? McConnell does too. McConnell and 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 Grijalva, both. But it's like it's like he just separated has like, at birth. Oh my God. <laughs> Gross. But they they both like the one thing about Grijalva is I think McConnell sounds like he doesn't open his mouth when he talks. Grijalva sounds like he has something in his mouth when he talks. 
like just to like a bunch of like a bunch of halls or something. I'm kind of jingling around back there. I I don't know. What? What's your problem? We no stop it. Stop writing those words. I can't say them. You're the worst. Trying to get me in trouble. You are the worst. Well, you got to be good at something. So I might as well be good at being the worst. Definition of the worst? Ryan. 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 My picture is right there. <laughs> That's cool. I'm down with that. I'll take it. All right. We'll get to um, we'll get to uh, what ESPN said about gun control because they had to. I mean, they just had to. Uh, and then we have to also, um, oh, we got to get to the lame excuse the FBI gave as well as to why they couldn't find the shooter who identified himself by name. By the way, by name, when he commented that I want to be a professional school shooter, he he put his name there. Uh, what I mean, the FBI, what, it's not good. Again, and we talked about it yesterday. Were they too busy looking for uh, Russia dirt on Trump or trying to frame Trump? And this is bad because the rank and file FBI, they're good. But whoever screwed this up really screwed the pooch, really messed up. Okay. Um, now, uh, we will continue. I'll get to all that. Coming up, and then the real heroes, those JROTC high school students, what they did to try to save teachers, and what they did that, that did save teachers and students is incredible stuff. Uh, that's all coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.